0: What do you want to be when you grow up? This question gets posed to us many a times throughout our lives. As children, we all dream about what we want to be when we grow up. Some of us define that dream based on what adults in our lives do, characters on television shows we watch, or roles we learn about in books. Some people know exactly what they will do when they grow up. Others do not know until the first couple of years of college or even later. Welcome to Keys to the Future. My name is Gabby Coe, and I'm a senior systems engineer at one of the most successful engineering companies in the world. In this season, I'm presenting a series of conversations with many experts, most in science, technology, engineering, and math, or STEM careers, who will provide a glimpse into their professional world and hopefully inspire you to learn more about what they do and help you explore career options. Software impacts our daily lives, whether we're aware of it or not, or whether we like it or not. The minute you pick up your smartphone, you are being impacted by software. The apps you use to socialize, make appointments, schedule events on your calendar, order food, get information that may help you make medical decisions, catch up on your news, contact your teachers, etc., etc., are all software applications that facilitate our daily lives. It's no wonder why software engineering is the number two career field, according to US News and World Report, on the top 100 best jobs. But how are these software applications developed and who's behind them? Software engineers apply mathematical analysis and computer science principles to design, develop, test, maintain, and evaluate software systems for businesses across all industries, including financial, healthcare, defense, education, transportation, and communications, just to name a few. The importance of software continues to grow as we need to provide solutions to make our lives easier and to solve tough world problems. Today's guest is a well-respected software engineer who will provide us with a glimpse into what his day looks like engineering software, what skill sets are required, and offer advice for someone thinking of joining his career field. I would like to introduce to you my friend and colleague, Matt I Scorby. Matt is a software engineer for a large defense company and a well-respected technical leader. Thank you, Matt, for talking to us about your profession today.
1: Thanks, Gabby. I'm really excited to be here and talk about what it is to be a software engineer.
0: So it really seems like we live in a world facilitated by software, almost every aspect of our lives. So tell us, what, what does the title software engineer really mean to you?
1: I always love these questions because it, it means it means so much. It's what I do every day. At its core, I'd say it's solving problems or making things better with software. That means writing code or leveraging open source code or commercial software, building a solution to some problem with software. One of the important distinctions I like to make when talking about software engineering there's software engineering, there's software developers, there's there's coders and programmers. All these things mean different things to different folks. But what I love about software engineering is I think it's it's more than just software development. You need all those skills that software developers have, the ability to write code, the ability to interpret end user requirements or talking to the people that, that have the need and turning that into a working system that, that addresses their need. There's more to them just that, right? So, so not only are you just making something that can work, but it's also looking at things like, I have a system that does everything, but what about the ability to, for that system to live for 20 years? What is it that I need that system to do to make sure it's secure, to make sure it's well tested, to make sure I've handled all the different things that need to happen? What happens when it shuts down? All these different things that we we live and, and, and take for granted in the software in our lives, software engineers are behind the scenes worrying about all the things that we don't want you, the end user, to worry about. How do we do this? It's applying those same engineering principles that electrical engineers and civil engineers and mechanical engineers use it's the same mechanics it's the same skills but just applied to software so you know while you're not building a bridge or the next engine that goes in a car or a braking system or antenna it's it's taking a plot and applying engineering principles to software systems And so if you think of something like Netflix, Netflix is all running software, it's running in the cloud, but it has an incredibly complex capability. It's not just streaming your videos, it's telling you what you might want to look at. It's looking at your preferences, it's giving you ratings, it's giving you rotten tomato scores, all these advanced integrations, the ability to scale to the massive amounts of users using Netflix, that's a huge problem to solve. Software engineers have to look at that big picture and they have to account for all of those 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 things that are outside can I get my to my favorites? can I play and pause It's, it's some of these bigger elements that that come into play and and how do you keep all of the um you know, how do you manage the chaos, the, the massive amounts of capability, uh, keep that in order and, and keep it up and running?
0: That sounds very complex, but also very exciting at the same time, because you're solving problems for people and making their lives easier. At work, anything that, you know, that you do in our lives, right? Where we can go to the doctor's office, we can make decisions more timely because of software. We can order our food, we have it delivered and because of software. So if you think about all the impact that software has in our lives. It's its really great. Uh, how, did, how did you become interested in having a career as a software engineer? And you know, was it what you thought it would be?
1: To be honest, I kind of fell into it. I was in college. I always knew I wanted to be an engineer at an early age. I love solving problems. I was a tinker. I always took apart every piece of electronics I could get my hand on. And I was really fascinated with not only how things work, but how could I go create something, something that people could touch and feel and use, and and actually make their lives better. When I went to college, my major was electrical and computer engineering, and that was a little bit different than software engineering. It's actually a lot of it different in software engineering. But what I was, what I when I was looking for a college and an internship for for the summers. I found an opportunity, a listing just randomly. Um, and I applied to it and and it was a software position. And I think I had had at least two years of college under my belt and maybe two true computer science courses, but, um, I got an internship and then they asked me back for my next summer. And then, uh, even, and then after that was, I was graduating and they, um, They offered me another position. And so, uh, you know, one of the biggest things that I found was so exhilarating about it was uh, not only did I get to try something different, but I was realizing success in that. So, um, and having an impact. I was able in a summer to go from idea, execution, implementation, integration, and testing. And that thing actually went into production. That was just such a great feeling. I caught the bug. And I recognized that with different disciplines of engineering, the software was a lot more immediate.
0: Wow. So I guess they had you uh, write us some code, (laughs) sort of speak, right? And you tried something new. And I mean, and you liked it. You found out that you liked it. Sometimes we kind of plan out our goals and our steps that we're going to take to get there. And we're kind of on that roadmap. But then an opportunity comes that I think we shouldn't just dismiss. We should try it out and see what happens. And for you, it sounded like it was a great thing to try out and discover. So can you tell us a little bit more about uh, the life of someone in your career? The expectations for somebody starting out as a software engineer, maybe mid-level and then as a more senior role.
1: I would say, you know, the experience I had in my internship and then, you know, the first couple of years of my career, it was very similar. But, you know, one of the things that you'll learn in pretty much any engineering discipline and really probably every job is you're an individual contributor. But I will say in engineering, it's a team sport. And what does that mean? It means that while you are going to be individually creating capability, it's always part of a larger team, part of a larger system. And so you need to definitely have deep technical depth. It also includes you know, working with teammates, working with other engineers and other disciplines, working with customers, and not only just working with a bunch of people, but learning how to solve problems together. So this means you spend a lot of time writing, testing, integrating code, but you're doing that with others that are doing the same thing. And so it's this really cool sort of symphony happening, right? Everyone has their instrument they're playing, but really it has to all come together in order to have that sort of beautiful, where the sum is more than the parts. Trying to think of what what my day would be. I I would go in and, you know, probably get situated, refresh where I was the, the day before, but I, we were running um, our process using the Agile development process. So you actually have a daily stand-up. So the fr- literally you walk into a room and everyone is standing up and you talk about what you did yesterday, what you're going to do tomorrow, and you know any blockers or issues you have. And this is really a, a great practice to make sure we're working on the most important things, everyone's moving forward, and it really reminds us all what we're working towards together. So, after that, you're definitely going down writing code, you're working on usually off of uh, planned tasking. Uh, it's another thing about the agile development process is you all work together to break down these big problems. I use my intern project. So um, my intern project was something called spider routes, and what it what it was was when you um, are in a search and rescue situation, so something happens and you're trying to find someone there's an application where you literally want to plan how you're going to go search. And then once you find that person, go rescue that person. And so this was a mapping capability where you could literally drop, push, put points on a map. You know, if you think about Google Maps, it it looks very similar to that. Well, we had to figure out how to put the points on the map, how to track progress on the map, how to make changes. And it doesn't sound that hard, but you have to think about breaking that down into different piece parts so you actually have small chunks to go work on. And what does it mean to Put, click on something. How do you get that menu that goes and lets you put in the information you need? It's amazing how much work is spent taking a big problem, breaking it down into small p- pieces and parts before you actually go write that first line of code.
0: So I like all of that, that you said engineering is a team sport. Oh, I love that because you need to work alongside others that have different ideas and then collaborate on those ideas and make a simple idea or maybe a, just a good idea Make it even greater getting different ideas from people. Having that diversity of thought really
1: important. Oh, it's exciting. You can celebrate all the different ideas that people had. I have never walked in and had all the right ideas. It really always is something that's much better than if I had done it myself because of the team that we had.
0: So that's a good segue for what skills and abilities and also personal attributes you think a successful software engineer should have. So first
1: you gotta be able to get down and dirty in the technical weeds. You gotta be comfortable there. I would say that sometimes writing code is the easy part. Um, Figuring out why it's not working, probably the hardest part. So we usually in in software uh, world and in others as well, we call that debugging. And so I find that some of the most um, rewarding situations are when we go figure out something's going wrong in the software. Well, how do we go figure out what's going on? How do you break that problem down into a place? How do you test different areas to go really figure out how to go find that thing and fix it? That's a skill that not everyone is born with. <laughs> it's something that you have to practice. It's something you have to embrace. And sometimes I find that folks shy away from it. I don't know why it's not working. It's okay to say you don't know, but you need to be able to go, but I'm going to know how to go figure it out. So that that debugging problem solving mindset, that is such a key capability. You can know all of the syntax of a language. You can know all the technical details of whatever your domain is. But if you can't figure out how to go solve a problem, how to go figure out what's going on when something's going wrong? And then when, when solving these problems, all too often you need to know when to raise your hand and say, I need help. I can't tell you how many problems I've solved or figured out when I spent hours digging into this thing in a five minute conversation just explaining to someone else what the problem was. I figured out on my own but it was just having that conversation and and so being a teammate for people to listen and also being not too proud to raise your hand and say I need help I need to talk this through with someone I think that's being a good teammate being a good communicator and I think it's remembering that we don't have all the answers and we're better because of the people we're we're surrounded with
0: so I what I heard you say was technical know-how ability to dig deeper people skills to work with other wo- other people that are trying to solve the same problem, right? And then having yep. that problem-solving mindset and ask for help when you need it. You're not there by yourself. So that's those are awesome skill sets and abilities to, to have. So can you tell us what has been the most challenging part of being a software engineer? But also tell us about the most rewarding.
1: One of the most challenging parts of being a software engineer is the pace of change in the software domain. The thing you're building right now, the technology you're using will likely not be what you're going to be using for that same problem in five to 10 years. The same patterns, the same thinking process, the same debugging, all the skills that you learn to be an engineer will always be with you. I think the most important thing to, to focus on is to figure out how to be the en- get your engineering core down. You know, that's that's like learning how to take apart a hard technical complex problem break it into piece parts go execute figure out how to break it down but one of the things in software is technology is moving at such a pace that like since i became a software engineer i learned uh, so i learned in undergrad i learned in java java was the new hot language C and C++ were prevalent before it. But since then, there's Python, there's Go, there's JavaScript, there's Rust, there's PHP. The, what, the, the languages have exploded. And then the technology and frameworks built in those languages have also exploded. And so the challenging part is keeping up with all of that. And so one of the things that I learned is how to learn on the go. And so you need to embrace a life being a lifelong learner. Because if you're not learning something new every day, you're definitely falling behind in software engineering. While that's a scary thing, it's also exhilarating because the innovation that's happening
0: oh, I like that too. You mentioned pace of change is a challenge right and also you also said learning on the go because things are so I mean are changing so rapidly. So can you talk about some of some of the obstacles that you may have had to overcome and what kept you motivated to just stay the course continue on your journey?
1: Probably five or six years ago I left a, a program and that I'd spent five years on. And I had poured my heart and soul into that project. I was a chief architect on the project. We had built a really great solution, but what we found was actually that we built the right solution. We didn't build it in the right way. And what does that mean? That means that even though it could do all the things, it was so big and it was so hard to maintain, and it was so hard to keep current and secure and track with all that pace of change that I just talked about, that actually the project was canceled and it never saw the light of day. That was a really dark time for me career-wise. What I did, though, is I said, well, some of the best lessons you learn are through failure, and so embrace it and learn from it. I knew what not to do. And I learned a lot of the things, so much of knowing what to do is learning from the pain of, of what not to do. And so I don't want anyone to feel this pain again. I work for a huge company and we could make this problem, you know, we could do this a hundred times over if we don't change the way we do things. So I said to go focus on that. And so that was, that kept me motivated, right? Is we have to learn from our failures, embrace them, accept them. Uh, That's really what keeps me motivated on this journey is there's so much to solve out there. And as an engineer, I have those tools at my disposal to go make a difference.
0: I love that. Perseverance, lessons learned, don't give up, right? Because then we wouldn't be able to solve all the problems that we need to solve for our customers. What is some advice that you'd give or share with our audience or students who are thinking about pursuing a career in, in software engineering?
1: Don't be afraid to go into something because you think you have to know everything to be able to do anything. You're never going to know it all. You just need to know how to go figure out what you need to know just in time to do what you need to do to solve the problem. Ask the right questions. You develop your technical gut (laughs) through your experiences, through those failures I was talking about earlier. Yeah, I, I think a lot of folks steer away from STEM fields because it's daunting, because a presumption of, of things that are hard and that you have to get it right the first time. And that's absolutely not the right the case. Engineers are solving problems that have not been solved before. It's an exhilarating career path. Um, it's incredibly rewarding, but I do think that a lot of it is being that lifelong learner, i'm happy happy to share it i hope there were some insights in there if you if you can't tell i am so passionate about software engineering i'm passionate about engineering as a whole and i think that as you said it in the beginning gabby software is eating the world software is everything you hear more and more ceos and like i think alaska airlines i heard a quote where right? the CEO goes we're a software company that just happens to fly airplanes but I really internalize what that means. And I think that a lot are reaching that conclusion. And so we need more software engineers. We need people to get in, roll their sleeves up and solve these problems. And so really excited to hopefully uh, convince a couple of folks that this is the right path for them.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your perspective with us. Remember that education plays a key role in defining your future path to make progress only you can take the steps in the right direction. Thanks to my guest, Matt Scorby. Thanks to Kirk Kraus for graphics design. Thanks to Roger Ko for endless reviews and encouragement. And thanks to Joe always. If you like Keys to the Future, please share it with your friends and let them know they can subscribe to Keys to the Future on Anchor Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review. You can also follow Keys to the Future on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you for listening. I'm Gabby Coe and I'll be back next week with another episode of Keys to the Future.